This is Fitness Minus the BS. I'm your host, Jeff Atherson. And today I have uh, I have Jason Belleville. Is that I say it right? Jason Belleville? Yes, sir. Perfect. Jason is the co-founder of BodySpec. And uh, BodySpec is a a company that it's basically it's a it's a body composition uh, scan. And I'm actually I'm gonna let him kind of talk about it. First of all, Jason, you know, tell us about yourself. How did you get into this? Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, Jeff. Um, so we launched body spec seven, eight years ago. Um, my background is actually in the military. I was in the air force. I went to the air force Academy. Uh, I have an engineering background and, um, basically worked on satellites, uh, for, for my, my professional career. Um, but I played soccer at the Academy. And so when I was attending school, we actually had access to, all of the gadgets you can imagine in terms of human performance, um, sports performance um, in, our, in our athletic centers. So we had access to dunk tanks, we had access to DEXA scanners, and we can kind of get into all that. But that was where I was first exposed to DEXA technology. And then um, later on when I was living in California and CrossFit and strength and conditioning and all the fitness that was out in Southern California um, just got much more involved on the data tracking, the data analysis. Um, and that's kind of how body spec started. I mean, there's more backstory to that, but that's essentially how we got going um, was in Southern California. Okay. And with, why don't we, what, what is a DEXA scan? I mean, I, I, I know that ever since I found you guys, I, when I found you guys, I didn't know what a DEXA scan was. Uh, right. But, but what I was looking for was, I you know, I everyone's heard of these like in body things that they do at NutriShop or you know some of these gyms own them or you know the uh, you know I've been I've been a, a trainer slash coach for a really long time. You know anybody yep. that's been doing this for ten years or so knows they used to have those little calipers where you pinch people. Uh, yep. And I was just looking, I was looking for an accurate way to really tell people what was going on inside their body. So, so talk, tell me what a DEXA scan is. Yeah, so a, a DEXA scanner, they were actually designed originally to measure osteoporosis, to diagnose older folks for osteoporosis or osteopenia. So it's actually a bone density machine. Um, the way it works, uh, so DEXA stands for dual energy x-ray absorptiometry that's that's kind of a fancy way of saying that there's two very low dose x-rays at different energy peaks that are passing through your body but because of the technology and its functionality it's able to differentiate between bone which has a, a unique density as well as fat and lean mass so you know these machines were created to measure bone density again but it, you know the the consequence of of the technology that actually allows us to give the most accurate profile of body composition on a, on a person. So this is the most accurate information publicly available. Um, and and well, like first you, of all, let, go ahead. Let, me, let me say that I yeah. think it was a genius marketing idea to go with DEXA instead of <laughs> whatever that, whatever the hell that last word was on there, because that would have never worked. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I didn't even know what it stood for, but I know now why they go with DEXA. Um, yeah. So, okay. And that's interesting because I know that when you get a DEXA scan, they do give you a bone, uh, bone mineral reading. 
Exactly. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, there's, there's a, a number of ways to measure body composition, right? There's hydrostatic testing, the dunk tanks, there's the bod pod, that little egg that you can right. sit in, um, calipers, you name it. I mean, there's even anthropometric ways to do it where you might take like a waist hip measurement and then back out, you know, an algorithm, they call that the Navy method. So there's a lot of ways to do this. A lot of them are based on algorithms. Um, the one that you mentioned in body, um, there's, there's also a number of different scales that are available now as well, but those are based on biological impedance. Right. So it sends like a very faint current through your body, but they're very sensitive to hydration levels. So if you're a little bit overly hydrated or dehydrated, for example, that can really swing your results. Um, and that's one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, that's just what we found in our experience. So, you know, if you're trying to really dial this in and really understand the changes that are happening in your body, it's hard to do that when the target there, there when there could be a lot of variance in that target. Right. And, and real quick, before we before we just breeze on past and kind of get into the, the meat and potatoes here, um, just because you said you said body specs been around for seven, eight years. What you know, obviously you scan lots of people at, at you know, gyms. How many how many different I don't know if you if you measure by gyms or people, but like how many scans have you guys done in seven or eight years? Um, oh, gosh, we've done close to 200,000 scans at this point. We've done a lot. Okay. And, and I guess the reason I'm asking that question is I just want people to understand that this is, this is not some small little company. I mean, the last time we spoke, you said that you had just scanned, was it the Lakers? Right. Yeah. We've scanned the Lakers. I mean, we've scanned different professional teams, big corporations. Um, yeah. You name it. I mean, we've, we've, we've scanned them all and we're located in several different regions um, from Washington to California to Texas. So yeah, we see, we see a, a wide spectrum of folks. Okay. So that's, and I guess I just want to say, because I know a lot of people have probably not heard of body spec, um, mm -hmm. obviously hoping that this changes that, but um, I just want everybody to understand like the conversation that we're about to have is not based on somebody that scanned 25 people and, you know, it's just kind of giving me what they think about this. These, these guys have done, you know, I, I want to say we've been using you for close to seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've been working together for a long time. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's kind of, you know, how this whole thing started. I was, I was actually working with one of your scanners and, uh, as a, as an online client. So I, um, and, and, and to that, her goal was, was some muscle building. And one of the reasons that I did like the DEXA scan is when you talk about in body, you talk about these other things, their accuracy with those things, at least in my experience has never been, I've never done it because I think it's giving me the exact perfect number. I've done it right. as a way to measure progress. Right. Right. So whether it's the right number or the wrong number, if we're down 1% body fat, we're down 1% body fat. Right. But with DEXA scan, what I've found is you can get that more accurate reading in the sense that like calipers, for example, like you're really not going to see a change week to week. You're not going to see a change sometimes in maybe month to month. Mm-hmm. But typically speaking, you're looking at, you know, two to three months in between is where you're really going to kind of start to see those those calipers move. But with the DEXA scan, like how how soon after? Well, first of all, let's we're going to we're going to have to dive into kind of what I wanted to talk about here, which is how yeah. fast how fast the body can actually change. Um, I think I think that's part of it, too, where people trying to check how much body fat they're losing on a weekly basis. Um, mm -hmm. Is, is somewhat silly mm -hmm. yep. in, your, in your opinion. Like it's, 
when you when you when we talk about body composition, do you make recommendations to people about how often they should get scanned? Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, you, you know, and I guess it, I mean it would help to provide a little more context with this because in our in our service, right, where we're catering to such a large population, you know, and and again we cover the spectrum of professional athlete um, down to folks who are you know, might be on like a medically supervised weight loss program, right? And everyone in between. So, you know, so we, we see kind of mass market here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for us as a service, we, we do work with gyms. We do work with, you know, performance training, nutrition programs. I mean, we, we do all of that. And, um, and we can definitely um, get into all that. You know, for us, just as a general recommendation, we also look at, at body spec as kind of a preventative health service too. So I, I'm not, you know, I, people aren't going to see changes week to week. And I don't think that's the expectation or the point. Um, that shouldn't be the point, you know, when people are engaging on these different health journeys. You know, what we recommend is that folks should get scanned every one to two months because as a preventative health service, you know, I'm not looking for someone to lose 5% body fat month over month over month. That's not realistic. It's not healthy. It's just, that's not how this works. But what they can use our service for as a way to kind of stay, stay in the right lane. It's the same thing if you go to the dentist, Jeff, right? Like if you go to the dentist, you're not expecting to get like better teeth. (laughs) You're hoping that you don't get a cavity, you know, when you show up every six months. Right. So, you know, what you're talking about, what you're talking about is, is obviously a, a, a sensible, logical way to look at this. However, I can say from from the other end Mm -hmm. that that's exactly what people expect. (laughs) People people absolutely expect to eat well for a week and work out four days and see a result immediately. Yeah, Yeah. and And it's not reasonable. Oh, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, I mean, you and I both know, I mean, just being in the space, seeing what we've seen, that's not reasonable. <clears throat> right. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I love. So using body spec is a way for us to actually kind of see what's going on and make and make sense out of what it is that's going on inside the body. And when people, you know, people want to jump on an in-body or they want to jump on that stuff. And it's like, well, last week, the in-body said I had lost 2% body fat. And this week it said I gained 4% body fat. I mean, mm-hmm. first of all, that doesn't happen anyway. I mean, that's, that, that's mm-hmm. and, and as you said, it's very sensitive to the water. You know, when you're, when you're going to a, a Nutra shop and you, you know, let's just say that the first time you did it, you did it at 12 noon on a Saturday when you hadn't had much food. And the next mm-hmm. time you did it was like on your way home from work after a workout, uh, you know, and you had just chugged a bunch of water because you were, you know, you were dehydrated after your training. Like you're not going to get, accurate readings with that right yeah yeah that's correct um yeah i mean in terms of like controlling the test environment that's that's obviously important um and that's important for any test that you do um but again that what we've seen with with an in body and that's and that scale or those types of scales i'm not just you know singling out in body but they're just they there's a lot more variance involved it's just a lot harder to control kind of the test platform. So, I mean, th- those are just some of the issues that we've seen with it. But, uh, you know, if somebody is investing the time to 
go on this journey to take charge of their health, to train hard, to eat right, to do the things that they're trying to do to improve their health, and they are looking for feedback on that journey, that, that can be a very frustrating <laughs> process. And, it's, and if it's an inaccurate uh, feedback mechanism, then how do, how do you measure the change? How do you quantify progress or lack thereof? So you just have to be careful with some of these, some of these testing platforms. Well, right. And, and it's, you know, like I said, coming from, from the other end, which is, you know, I'm working a little more one-on-one with the people and, you know, you're, you're getting the masses that come to, you know, see if whatever they're doing is working. Um, mm-hmm. What is it that you, so uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah, a lot of people use a lot of different ways to describe what it is they're after. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you're, you're probably not as involved with the actual scanning, but I know in the beginning you were, that's actually how we met. So yeah. When people are telling you, because you sit down, like, you know, after body spec, body spec scans someone, they actually sit down and they go over the results with people, which I think is awesome. Because mm-hmm. if you just handed people that printout and let them do with it what they will, um, I'm sure, especially because, and this was, this was actually a, a small issue, because it's so accurate and that it measures body fat that other tests can't you guys kind of had to come up with a completely different body fat scale than what people right, are correct. used to. Correct. So when you hand that paper to them, if you don't say anything to them, so I, I can only use myself as an example. I'm used to being somewhere between 10 and 13% body fat on a normal scan. When I say normal, I mean like what, what everybody is used to on the, on the chart that everybody is used to seeing. Yep. Yep. And when I got my first body spec scan done, I think I was closer to like 18. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll, and I'll admit for me, you look at that, you're like, holy shit, I guess maybe I'm yeah. not, <laughs> maybe I'm not as lean as I thought I was. And then, you know, luckily you were there to explain like, no, 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 you know, you're p- it's picking up visceral fat and it's picking up things that a lot of these other scans aren't able to do. And you guys have your own little range of like, you know, here's what a normal scan would give you. And this is what it would look like on our scan. Uh, yep. So I think, I think that was a very, very smart idea to do. But what is it that you think, like when you get somebody that's, that's telling you, I don't know if you, do you even talk goals with people? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. With every, with every single scan, every single client. Yeah. Cause it, cause, because this, this is a very personal experience for everybody. You know, I mean, your, your goals, your background, your training knowledge is very different than, you know, the next client that I get up on, that I get on the scanner. So uh, that's, I mean, that's probably the most important part of the service. The, the data is critical, right? I mean, you have to get, get on the scanner. You got to, you have to get scanned. We get the report, but we need to, we need to chop it up so we can understand how to make it, <clears throat> how to make it relevant to you. Um, how to make it digestible and, and actionable. So, and what is it when they talk about their goals in terms of like, you know, and I'm going to use the term body composition because it's, it's a term that you and I both understand. But what, yes, is it that you, what is it that you think, no matter how they describe it, the words they use, what is it you think that most people are after? Um, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. Um, it, it, it depends. Like, I think that's, uh, I think that's kind of obvious, but I think in general, um, to kind of just set like a broad generalization to this, um, people, people are looking to get better. 
right? So I guess like whatever that means to you or to the listener, I mean, but that's, that's ultimately why people start out with a measurement because you don't actually know what's improving or what's not improving, right? From that preventative health perspective, but you don't know what's improving unless you draw a line in the sand and you have a starting point. So, you know, I, there's not really a way, I mean, we can talk, you know, average percent that people, you know, people are looking to lose weight or gain muscle not, or lose not, body yeah, fat percent, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I guess I'm not trying to put that fine a point on it. I yeah. Mean, I guess yeah. more of, and again, like I said, I, I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but what yeah. I, I'll tell you in my experience, no matter, no yeah. matter what they say or words they use, because I think a lot of people, you know, dance around, uh, most people are looking to build muscle and lose body fat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kind of as a, as a generality. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think, I mean, when you, when you talk about body composition and you talk about when people describe to you the way they want their body to look, mm -hmm. I, I've yet to meet the person that, that losing body fat and building muscle would not achieve that. Correct. And we still, and that's, that's kind of the value of the consultations too. And actually like talking to someone about the data, because we still get folks that come in and say, ah, you know, I just, I really want to lose five pounds right. in, the, in the next two months. Right. Uh, like my goal weight is X and you know, the, the value and the power of talking body comp is yeah. that you can get away from weight a hundred percent. You don't even have to talk about weight because at that point, weight's not, as relevant, you know, if you're talking body composition, someone can weigh 150 pounds today, they can weigh 150 pounds six months from now and have a completely different body, completely different like composition in terms of muscle mass and, and fat tissue, just in terms of like a recomp. So, um, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of the beauty of doing what we do is we can get away from that number, which just doesn't hold a lot of value in my mind to begin with. Yeah, I think, you know, you and I and you and I briefly ch chatted about this pre pre podcast, but I think the scale may if you're lifting weights, if you're lifting weights and you're and you're going about your you know changing your body like that, I think the scale may be the worst way to measure your progress. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. with a combination of you know retaining water from being sore from your training, uh, with you know along with building muscle along the way, it, it's just. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's the best way to get discouraged and give up e even when it's working. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But going back and you, and you hit on something that, that I literally just dealt with recently and you know, you, you get people that come in and you said, you know, they want to weigh, you know, they want to lose five pounds. And I think a lot of women specifically are convinced that underneath whatever it is they have, there's like this fitness model waiting to get out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> if they can't see their abs or they can't see the lines in their shoulders or their legs or, or whatever it is, that the answer is always, I need to lose five more pounds. Right. Well, I can, I can tell you from experience and somebody that I'm, that I'm currently working with. I mean, um, you know, I've, I've worked with women that are in the 14% body fat mm -hmm. and still don't have the physique that they're after. I mean, and you know that for a female, that's crazy lean. Yeah, big time. I mean, that's like, let's like lose your menstrual cycle lean. Yep. Yep. Big time. Yeah. And we've, and again, like we've, I've definitely seen clients down there. I mean, I've seen uh, fitness models, bikini models, bodybuilders. I mean, women that are getting down, 
into the teens, especially on a DEXA scan, I mean, you are, you're, you're getting leaned out. Yeah. And, and whether or not you can see, I mean, when you're getting down, you know, low teens, I mean, there you're, you're, you're likely to see, um, you know, some shred and definition coming through, of course, but at the same time, that, that definition isn't necessarily reflective of your body composition. And it's the same thing with guys, right? Guys, girls alike. It's like, we, we, a lot of times we get folks that come on the scanner, we scan them and we'll get their number. I have no influence over the data that comes off the scanner. That's the beauty of it, right? I'm not judging people, you know, for what I think they should be, but we do have to, you know, battle that every once in a while where someone comes on and they expect that they're going to be 15% 15% body fat because right. they can see, you know, a four pack and things are, things are moving in the right direction. And we scan them at 20% body fat. Right. And it's just, you know, all hell can break loose because, you, you know, trying to kind of manage those expectations um, that becomes kind of a very personal process. But, but when that happens, it's almost kind of a relief because imagine someone that's expecting to be a super low number doesn't hit it. I mean, they, they have, they have a ways to go. Like if they hit that number with the four pack and they weren't defined, it didn't have the muscle mass that they were, that, that they're hoping to achieve. There's no, there's nowhere to go. Like you're, you're as low as you can get. And like, where's the progress that that is, you know, that needs to happen to to get lower and stuff. So it's just kind of interesting, you know, the way people interact and and engage with the data. Um, Very interesting. Well, I think, and that's the other side of this. And that I, the thing that I tell females all the time is it's funny how many times, by the way, ladies that, that are listening to this, you all say the same things, all of you, every single one of you <laughs> wants and says the same thing. And you think that it's, you know, you think that you're the only one that feels this way and you're not at all. But, you know, I hear all, all the time I want to hear like, well, I want my arms to look like they're flexed, but I don't want to be flexing. Right. <laughs> Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. different variations. Yeah, yeah. But that's. I mean, it's it's a super common thing, and that's you know when you when you because that's the problem. Women, specific. And I'm sorry, I I coach mostly women. That's why I keep talking about them. Guys, yeah, sorry. yeah. But they 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 know how they want to look, but they most of them don't understand how to achieve it. No, they all think that losing body, like if they don't look the way they want, it's because they have too much body fat. Yeah. And I have worked with many women who the real the real way that they're going to put you know, to, to achieve that is to gain muscle. Yeah, that's the only way they're going to get there. And it's and it's so hard for them to, to wrap their mind around looking better means gaining weight. Yeah. Yeah. But but think about that. I mean, think about just think about the, the tissue. Right. I mean, if we really like dive into this and we're thinking about the body and the anatomy and like how, how it looks, lean mass, lean muscle. I mean, I mean, it's in the it's in the definition. I mean, muscle is lean, like the fibers are lean, mm-hmm. they're tightly wound, they're tightly bundled. They like being lean, having that muscle tissue, that muscle density keeps keeps you lean. It keeps that slender profile. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're gonna have a back like Arnold Schwarzenegger, it means your back is going to be tight. It's going to be dense, right? But it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily equate to, you you know, a big stature. It it equates to a dense stature, right? And that's, 
um, which is beautiful. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, if we're, if we're talking about kind of how the body looks, you know, and then compare that to, to fat tissue, right? Fat tissue is kind of this gelatinous mass, right? That's why we, I mean, we always compare kind of like five pounds of fat to five pounds of muscle, right? right? Like, which would you rather have? And, and it's not a matter of just like getting rid of all the fat on your body. And then, and then that's, that's the meal ticket, right? I mean, it's both. It's, um, it's, it, well, that's what we talk about when we talk about recomp, but fat tissue just takes up a lot of space. Yeah. So, so that example we go back to, you know, a, a, a female, let's use a female that's 150 pounds, right? 150 pound female, you know, everything else being equal, right? Same size, race, what, whatever. I mean, everything, the yeah, entire the, profile the, the equal. twin, right? Right. 150 pounds at 30% body fat is very different than 150 pound female at 20% body fat. Absolutely. It is night and day, like the way they fit in their clothes, the way they look, the way they're, you know, it's just, it's night and day. So, yeah. And, you know, and I do, I do want to touch on this a little bit, but it's when it comes to losing body fat, right? Like we, we, I think we all understand, or at least I hope that, you know, nutrition plays probably the biggest role in that, right? Because it's, it's, it's creating a calorie deficit in order to, in order to pull the body fat off. But the side of that that everybody forgets, and I think a lot of programs out there that do, you know, like these six week challenges and they do, um, you know, because again, obviously that's, they're giving people what they want. Everybody wants to lose as much weight as they possibly can in the shortest period of time. Mm -hmm. And what I want to point out is, first of all, losing 20 pounds in six, I'm not saying that you can't lose 20 pounds in six weeks, but what I'm saying is fat mass doesn't even come off that fast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's what you're, what you're ending up with in those situations is, yeah, you lost 20 pounds, but maybe you lost 10, 12 pounds of fat. Mm -hmm. And the rest of that had to come from a combination of what, you know, water and lean mass. Yep. And like, yep. what, I mean, here's, here's the question. So, you know, we got to talk a little bit about BMR right now, right? BMR being your, your, your base metabolic rate. So yep. if your, if your BMR is the amount of calories that you burn at rest, just, mm -hmm. just being alive, mm -hmm. what is it, what does losing, so if you lose 20 pounds, what does losing eight pounds of lean mass do to your BMR? Oh, I mean, you're, you're going to drive it down. I mean, you're stressing the system right? You're yeah. just stressing, you're just stressing your system. You're putting an incredible amount of stress on your system. I mean, I mean, you imagine just being stuck on a, on a desert with no food and no access. Like, you know, you're, you're in survival mode at that point. So you're going to, you're going to lose weight. You absolutely are, but it's pulling, it's pulling the energy from every source that it can. And it's not discriminating at that point. Like it's taking fat, it's taking water, it's taking from lean mass. I mean, the proteins, whatever it can, because it's, it's just too much stress. Like our bodies aren't used to that, um, that extreme of, of like, uh, of a caloric restriction. They're just not. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, and you and I had a brief talk about this and, and, you know, I, I'm anybody that listens to my podcast. And in fact, I, I have a podcast called six week challenges suck and it's, they're, they really are, and this is my opinion, they, they're, they're doing more harm than good because at the end of that six weeks, whether you, whether you lost it or you didn't, you're left in this situation where when your body loses that kind of tissue, 
right? And you're losing both, both fat and muscle tissue. You are putting yourself in a position where the only thing it wants to do at the end is put it back on. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, that is your body's response to that. And so that, you know, you have these people that get all jazzed up about the, you know, this, this 20 pound loss. And yet it's, you know, unless they're going to keep eating the severely calorie restricted diet, which they can't, you, I mean, you, you know, how, how long can you really do that before you just explode? And yeah. they end up putting it back on and then some, because yeah. your, your, your body is just reacting to like, well, shit, if that, you know, that's going to happen frequently, we better put on more body fat. So the next time we're ready for it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, if we, if we step back from this a little bit, you know, whether it's a six week challenge or someone's on, on, you know, on long-term pro- or whatever it is, you have to just kind of, you have to think about how our, our bodies change and respond, right? Like if, if you, Jeff, if you go and eat a donut today, like you're not going to get type two diabetes, right? You're not going to gain five, five pounds, like nothing is really going to happen, right? You're going to spike your glucose, um, you, you'll be able to process it, <laughs> right? You're probably insulin no. sensitive, like no, all of that. Are you talking about me specifically, or a person? I'm talking about. General? I'm talking about you, right? Okay. Or or yeah. or a per, or a person in general, to be honest, right? Even somebody who maybe is is out of shape or not on a health journey, or you know wherever they are in life, they have one donut today. Nothing's going to change. It just it's it's just not. Right. You know, if some if someone goes to the gym today and works out for an hour right? Nothing's really going to change. I mean, you know, they're going to get a response, you know, they're, I mean, uh, you know, they'll have like the immediate effect of that training session. You get a pump, you feel a little tighter. You get a a pump. That's fine. You might relieve some stress. That's fine. But like you didn't just gain three pounds of muscle because you went to the gym for the first time today. That's just not how it works. All of this. Yeah. All of it's cumulative. It's just cumulative. Right. But if you have a donut every single day for the next six months, like you bet your ass, like things are going to start moving in the wrong direction. Right. And they just move over time in time. There's a cumulative effect. Right. So it, it you know, th- it doesn't take a week or a month for someone to gain 20 pounds. It right. just happens over many, many days of doing the same kind of bad habit. It's the same thing to like, get it off. It just doesn't come off in a day. It doesn't come off in five weeks. It's the cumulative impact of doing the right thing day in, day out, just with those consistent habits, the right ones. So, I mean, that's not news to anybody, but I think it's important. You'd be surprised. And to, to piggyback off of exactly what you said, it's not only that, but it's the, it's the ability to sustain those things. It's the ability. I, I just, I just put up a post earlier today that was like, you know, stop trying to hack your way into a into a fit body right yeah the fit body is the product that is that is that is the result of eating habits training like if you're not willing to be more active and change nutritional habits then you're not going to get to keep it anyway yeah you know yeah 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 one of the things that i always say to people you know a six-week challenge or any any short-term crash diet is you pretending to be fit for that amount of time yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Like you're, you're, <laughs> pre- you're pretending to do all the things that a fit person would do. And then you stop doing them and you wonder why you go right back to where you were. Well, it's, 
the body that you, you know, that you got or the thing or the results that you got were a product of the things that you were doing. If the things that you're doing can't be continued, then neither is the physique. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I mean, these, I mean, we're talking, we're, we're talking lifestyle changes, yeah. right? We're talking like complete identity changes, right? I mean, if you're, if you're an athlete, if you're a fitness enthusiast, if you're healthy and you kind of embody that persona, that's, that's day in, day out, right? Whether you travel for work or you don't, whether you have kids at home or you don't, it's like what you prioritize in your life as part of your identity to be healthy or fit or lean or a bodybuilder or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever that identity is as, as part of being fit, that's, that's all day, every day, you know, day in, day out. It's just part of the drill, right? You don't, um, that, and, and that's why it's sustainable because that's, it's, yeah. it's who you are. I think right? identity, I think identity is the perfect word. I think that's yeah. exactly what it, because that is, and you said, you know, you were a soccer player, you're an athlete. And yeah. in my experience working with athletes, especially athletes that have gotten out of shape, if I have a if I have a former athlete that that played, you know, especially if they played in college, but if they, you know, you know, a pretty decent high school athlete, mm -hmm. the, pers the the chances of them getting back in shape are so much higher than somebody that never played a sport or somebody that's never been in shape in their life, and it's because right. at some point that was part of their identity, that was part of of who they were, and a lot of people that have never been in shape they can't, they don't really think they can be. Right. They've right. never, well, they've yeah. never seen themselves in shape. So they almost, they, you know, they have a, they have a much harder go at it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and that obviously makes complete sense. I mean, you know, and you know, this working with different clients with, with different backgrounds, but they're, you know, people just have to show up. It's too easy to, to miss a day. It's too easy to miss a day at the gym. Yes. It's too easy to, to miss, miss a day of, you know, your, your meal programming and your nutrition program. It's just, it's, it's easier to do that because that's what we know, right? We know the conveniences of our life and, you know, we know the excuses and all that. Showing up is 90% of this, you know, and that's part of like building the habit. It's, it's part of trying to like reprogram your identity, right? Making your identity about health, about fitness, about training, about feeling that pump, about, you know, meal prepping for the week and just, and doing all those right things. Because, you know, every people know, like, it's not going to change in a week. It's honestly probably not going to change in two months. Like it just, it takes time and it's the cumulative effect and you just got to keep going. You got to, you got to recreate that identity. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, the, the last thing that I just wanted to touch on, I know we got off on a little bit of a tangent there that's, and I was somebody, so, people like you and I that do this, it's so easy to kind of get, get off on these, on these distractions. But when you, when you talk about, we, we talked about body composition, we talked about losing body fat, we understand. And that's kind of how we got off on this was, you know, creating a calorie deficit and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. but on the other end of that building muscle, what is it, you know, what are the types of programs that you see? when you're doing these scans that are allowing people to consistently over time, you know, gain and build lean mass. Yeah. Um, I mean, we work with a ton of different gyms, organizations, facilities, you name it. Um, and I, I mean, I kind of have a personal bias and preference towards, 
you know, your, your strength and conditioning program. I've just seen, I've just seen a lot of both sides of the spectrum, you know, cause in soccer, I was, I was, I would consider myself a runner at that point. We were just running all the time. I was very lean. I would consider myself underweight at that point. Um, I've been on the other end when I was just trying to do strength training and I kind of blew up and that was kind of an unhealthy, <laughs> an unhealthy phase, but the strength and conditioning, right. When you're kind of tapping into, um, when you're kind of tapping into like that, that glycolytic energy yep. system, right. When you're getting, you know, when you're, when you're getting that, like, you know, kind of medium output, you get bursts of that, of that high intensity, you can really kind of rip down and build up, you know, type one, uh, type one fibers and, and just kind of grow the lean tissue. I mean, there's no real way to do that unless you're lifting in some form or fashion. Right. And I mean, there's just, that's just the reality. Like you can't build muscle, you can't grow muscle, you can't, um, you can't lean out um, and, and kind of have that response unless, unless you, there's some type of resistance involved, right? You just can't. So but yeah, well, building muscle is a, is a direct adaptation to your muscles being challenged beyond what they're capable of. Yeah, they have to be stressed. Yeah, they, they just they have to be stressed, right? But the, and there's no way to do that without, you know, without, without the push pull, and it has to be something <laughs> out of your comfort zone. I mean, this is this is like the fundamentals of strength and, and conditioning, yeah. um, kind of having those ha having those like basic, basic tenants involved in this. So I mean, that's, that's kind of my personal preference and bias, because I've seen I've just seen the, the results on my own, like kind of in my own life. But obviously, we work with a lot of strength and conditioning gyms, right? We work with, uh, we work with all types of gyms, as you know, but you know, with strength and conditioning gyms, with CrossFit boxes, you know, kind of a variation um, of that. We, we see those responses um, frequently, so. Gotcha, well, that was, you know, that was the big thing. I, I just want, um, you know, I, I stand on my soapbox and I, and I talk about this stuff a lot and I just wanna make sure that you know, it's easy to, obviously I have a gym that does these things and I'm standing there saying, this is the best way to train. Um, you know, it could be, could be seen as a little conflict of interest, but you know, I just, I, I want people to understand that, you know, uh, if there was a better way, I'd be doing it. Like I would, you know, that's, that's literally the way that I've developed this program is, is kind of what you're talking about where it's like, what do people want? People want to lose body fat and they want to build muscle. Okay. What is the best way to do that? Well, Building muscle, it's lifting weights without a doubt. Losing body fat, help them with their nutrition, you know, teach them about, you know, how to be in a calorie deficit. And it's, you know, that's, that's where all this came from. It's not just because, you know, I was just some meathead that decided like, I'm going to make everybody deadlift. That's what I want. Yeah. I want, I want everybody to deadlift. And that's, that's how my program is going to get set up. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's nice to hear from, somebody that, that actually see like you're, you're not even actively coaching anybody you're just seeing you know the 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 product of these programs and to see you know the same thing that i'm saying which is the people that lift weights build muscle i mean it's pretty simple yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so well listen man that was uh that was wow more than more than i had even uh, planned on talking about first and i want to thank you i meant to do it earlier uh, Jason's on vacation in Cabo right now, and he's taking time out to talk to <laughs> So I really, I really appreciate that, man. You could be doing any number of things right now. So thank you very, very much. No, I got you. No, that was fun. It was great.
All right, man. Hey, and we'll uh, we'll definitely do this again. We'll, we'll get another topic. Uh, I enjoyed chatting with you, man. You enjoy the rest of your vacation, and I will talk at you soon. All right, Jeff. Appreciate you. Take care.